once again. Welcome to another edition of the Breaks Radio. Um, it's your host, CEO Hayes in the building. This time, recording remote, so it may sound a little different, but, you know, I'm a professional, so I do have a mobile studio. Nonetheless, I'm joined by my uh, my wonderful co-host. First and foremost, the Dominican sensation Lowe's in the building. What's going on? Hey. <laughs> <laughs> we are also joined by Mary Almonte. What's going on, ma'am? Hi. Haven't come up with a nickname for or yeah, but I'm going to get one, I promise. I'm just Mary. It's hard <laughs> to do something with that. <laughs> and then my brother, Baylor the Great, coming straight out of L.A. What's going on, man? Hello, beautiful black people. And, uh, and others as well. I was going to say, and others. We do have white <laughs> listeners. Um, <laughs> hey, y'all. <laughs> but we are starting off this week. Uh, this one, I got, y'all should have known that this one was coming. Cardi B. So Cardi B, over the course of the weekend, I believe, uh, admitted to drugging and robbing man in her past. So this, of course, spurned a Twitter hashtag, which everything does nowadays, surviving Cardi B. Um, so my question to you guys are, my, my wonderful panel are, um, should Cardi B be facing more backlash than what she already is? How do you guys feel about it? I actually saw a chart of like uh, Bill Cosby accusations versus what Cardi B admitted to. They were very similar, surprisingly. So how do you guys feel about this? Who wants to take this one first? <laughs> <laughs> Nobody came forward, though, right? True, true. <laughs> That's a major difference right there. Yo, if she get in trouble, she get in trouble. She opened up their mouth. Uh, um, I'm a Cardi fan. Um, shit, Cardi. I, you know, I don't know, man. I seen the video, and uh, yeah, she got to keep some things to herself. <laughs> Why are you a Cardi fan? I think we you should know, start there. I'm a car I'm a Cardi fan because I think I think she's authentic as far as she didn't she's not she didn't come in the game and and change as far as changing he was person and I can always appreciate that now do I rank her high as far as a female rapper no uh but I think she's I think she's just an authentic person um but this right here I mean like if she gets in trouble she gets in trouble I'm not gonna stand for um do you have daughters I thought you did say that and, yeah, yeah and so do you consider her to to be someone you would be okay with your daughters as a role, as model? A role model yeah probably probably not but i would probably ex- <laughs> i would ex- i would ex- i would explain why you know what i'm saying but i'm not about to i can't throw stones at her everybody go through a different difficult life and mm-hmm. i don't know i don't know her personally so i don't know what she really went through uh but it doesn't look like she went through a good lifestyle. Um, everybody goes through their, you know, personal journey. And um, no, I'm not glorifying what she did or where she came from. I'm just saying she has developed and she has progressed then. And and my wife would tell you, uh, early on, I couldn't stand hearing her talk. Mm-hmm. I couldn't stand it because I was like, I don't know what the hype is about about her. Um, but eventually I seen her grow and mm-hmm. she, she makes good music and I, and I'm pretty sure that she has a lot of help around her and a team that's around her. Her team is letting her down right now, but in general, her team has created this, uh, has created a, a positive brand, uh, until now, I guess. Mm. Yeah. That video is three years old and I feel like she was in survival mode when she did the things that she did. Uh, the only thing that's really irritating me is the fact that, um, a lot of people are compared to Bill Cosby or R. Kelly. And it's not the same. Like, I literally have been arguing about this for two days. Like, you, I would rather be robbed than be raped. 
Like kind of, you know, true. like how compared this. And I'm not a Cardi at all. I think she's really loud. She's really annoying. Um, <laughs> but I, I, just, I don't think that the, the end for her. I, I think that the backlash will be harsh for someone um, who was in survival mode and was doing what she had to do. And, and then, like, we glorify people in these that that rap about Robin all the time. Like, I just, I don't like why they're so mad. Why are you so mad? I'm not saying that she's right. She was wrong. She was dead wrong. But why are you so mad? <laughs> um. Okay. I guess that leaves me. So I feel like hmm. I feel like we shouldn't be mad or there shouldn't be this backlash because kind of like both of you just said like she is who she is she never kind of portrayed herself to be anyone different um when you're in that stripper hole lifestyle you know shit goes down um everybody kind of knows that um I mean admitting to drugging and robbing dudes is a little crazy um I mean maybe it's not to the extent of Bill Cosby and R. Kelly Particularly because I guess they weren't struggling at the time. They were doing that for, well, they were drugging and raping or whatever for their, you know, own personal enjoyment or sick, I don't know, fetish rather than, you know, as a means to survive. But for what it's worth, I will say this. I mean, this was a choice. It's not like her, she was doing what she had to do. I hate hearing that it's like so many people struggle and are from the hood and find other ways out of it without a stripping and b drugging and robbing people as a secondary measure of the stripping so i don't know like so i've had conflicted feelings about cardi because i respect authenticity just like you know you guys just said and i always appreciated the fact that she was unapologetically herself but on the same token i have a teenage daughter and it's like yeah would i be applauding her for unapologetically being herself if she was doing those things you know (laughs) like um and to be honest with you like I don't think that Cardi didn't know better. And again, I'm not judging anyone's struggle or, you know, because, but on the same token, I do feel like these are choices we make in life. And there are other ways you can get out of the gutter, for lack of a better term. And she chose to do that. And then I remember, you know, seeing her on Love and Hip Hop. And yep, (laughs) she was annoying and loud and um, wasn't a fan of her then. Um, I mean, her team has done a great job of transforming her into kind of refining her roughness around the edges and transforming her into a lovable personality, if you will. Um, and I don't know, I, I, to be honest with you, I haven't really seen that done before where literally someone who was truly like cringeworthy, annoying, turned into someone who actually was entertaining and funny. Um, but the other thing was, and I was starting to feel her music. And then one day I heard the reference track for, uh, be careful with me. And that made everything go south for me because it was like, wow. So again, most of your favorite rappers don't write their own stuff. Okay, fine. But it was like, she was really given a flow and a cadence and everything. And she just followed it. Like, I mean, I could kind of do that right now. Not to, I don't, Cardi, if you listen to this ever, don't challenge me. But mm-hmm. the point of the matter is, you know, if if you're just imitating and, and mimicking someone else and reciting words that someone else wrote, and it has some kind of resonance to your life, I, I think anyone can kind of play the role um, or anyone with some kind of minimal, you know, acting ability. So I don't know, like the whole thing with Cardi just kind of, I'm really not feeling it anymore. And I feel like, I don't know, it's it's kind of amazing to me to watch her get a pass for things that other women would be judged for. 
I mean, like just on Twitter, like she the the stuff she even like the offset situation. It was like someone else would call if that was like your your sister or your homegirl, you would be like, This chick's a fool. <laughs> she keeps putting up with her baby daddy playing her. She knew he was playing her w- before she even got pregnant. And now she's just rolling with it. But everybody else is like, go ahead, Carly, Cardi, live your truth. And it's like, live your truth of getting played. And now it's like <laughs> admitting to in the past, like robbing and, and drugging dudes. Like, I don't know. When do we kind of stop thinking this is all cute? That's my take on it. Yeah. Well, that's this generation in a whole, though. We let them get away with a gang. But yet um, they cancel everybody. But yet Cardi is uncancelable. Like, it's kind of crazy. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah, and no, because there is a crowd that's that's looking to to cancel. I'm just I'm just saying, well, Nikki fans, I guess. And I like and I like Nikki too. It's just, I mean, it's a lot of stuff that plays into it. If if she's going to get in trouble, she's going to get in trouble. That's her fault. I'm not a fan of her taking uh, what's his name Offset. I'm not a fan of that either. I mean, but you know, it's a lot of stuff that play into it. She's young. Sometimes these cats gotta bump their heads, you know, and they're still fairly young, and they are gonna make dumb decisions. Oh, that video, absolutely. that that video is one of them. Um, <laughs> and you know, her her choice of husband was another person. But if they gonna cancel her out, I'm I'm for it because I feel like she did make a mistake, and she has to pay for it. If everybody else got to pay for it. I. I, I'm still a fan because I, she it's just the authentic part of it. You know, not saying that I agree with some of the stuff that she does, but, you know, we all grew up in rough neighborhoods, so we know what it is. If this was just, I feel like it's just something about her robbing a cat, nobody would have a problem. Well, yeah, but drugging someone which is, which is, does kind of bring it to another level. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that is another level. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, and, and also it's like, okay, so I think it's integrity that is sort of like the definition of you being in circumstances that may not be the easiest, but you choosing to kind of take the high road. And I don't know. I mean, she basically kind of displays on many levels like that she's not a person of integrity. And yet we're all just like cheering this on and cheering on her admission of it. So I kind of, I don't know. I mean, I'm, I don't know her personally. I don't judge people. I don't know. But I'm just saying based on the things she's openly admitting, I find it to be fascinating how people are just like loving her more for it. It's just really interesting. I'm not knocking anyone for supporting or not supporting her, but it is to me, I've never really seen this happen before on a public stage like this. Not, not, not with this series of stuff. Like we, everyone has their, I'm, I mean, like the Barb's and the Beehive, they they have their rabbit fan base that just does stupid and crazy shit. But on this level, to do something that is just downright, I don't even know what word. It's disgusting, really, to sit there and drug anyone for anything um, and for people to just ignore it in a sense. It is bothersome, but her, she has her fan base is fucking crazy. Like, at this point... Cardi Cardi B can shoot someone on screen and people will probably find a way to. She's at that status. She's definitely at that status. So and that's what's going to get a lot of people like, you know, a lot of her, you know, I'm I'm not a diehard thing like that. You know, that'd turn me off of her. Just like Nikki. Like I I got sick of that. You know what I'm saying? I'm not a huge Beyonce fan because it's just she can do no wrong. Um but we're gonna stop right there. Because Beyonce is my personal. Wait a minute. <laughs> well, that just got real. Yes. Uh, I'm, but I'm, I'm telling the truth. It's not like, oh, now. I get it. But can it, we it think about the fact on. that people change and that this video is... was years ago? She wasn't even, a, she wasn't a mom. She She's a multimillionaire now. Um, I think that a lot has with her. And she even said in the video that she did it back in the day. So there's no telling she did this shit. 
I I just I don't I'm not gonna talk about it too much. Well, what what kind of uh, discipline should she get? for it. I mean, if they, if no one's coming forward, she's not going to get anything for it. Because, I mean, anyone could say anything. Like, let's just be real. If if no victims are coming forward, if there is no other proof or evidence, like, she, people can say whatever they want to on their Instagram live or in any video. Mm-hmm. It has to be, it has to, there has to be evidence to back it up. So, Perfect. she's not going to face anything. It's just real. She's not going to face any charges. Unless some dude has video. Like, at this point, I'm surprised more men haven't come forward. Like, yeah, she drugged me. But nobody, it's not going to happen. I'm about to come fine. forward. Dude. You're about to come forward? <laughs> <laughs> I was at the strip club, too. No. <laughs> well, let's go ahead and get into the next topic. This one um is a lot better. Dame Dash has announced the launch of Dame Dash Studios, and this one's set to officially launch April 3rd. Uh, the platform is going to be focused on millennial trendsetters, and it's going to be subscription subscription service, $7.99 per month. Um, he's plans on doing documentaries, original movies, and exclusive series um, on this platform. What do you guys think about this? Hey, Dame Dash is coming back out of nowhere with a business move. He, it seems like Dame Dash is just, he's the cockroach of hip hop. Not in a negative sense, but when everyone's dead and gone, Dame Dash is still going to be surviving and finding a way to make money. Mary, what do you think? Um, I just feel like, I find this to be an interesting sort of chess move for him. Um, I didn't really see like the documentary space <laughs> coming. Um, I just feel like I don't, I, from a business perspective, I don't really see what differentiates this from other streaming platforms out there. I mean, I guess having the millennial trendsetter, uh, niche, but then he's not a millennial or, and he hasn't set any trends in a long time. So I don't know. I think he kind of needs someone else to be the face of it. I mean, listen, I actually heard, so I've met Dean Dash personally, think he's, he, I mean, when I met him, it was in kind of the heyday of all of when he was still down with, you know, The Rock and things were thriving for him. But I mean, I totally respect his business acumen. I respect what he um, what he built. I mean, his contributions to the culture are undeniable. So I kind of, you know, I'm always excited to see something from him. But let's not forget, for me, at least in New York, I don't know about you guys, the most recent thing that I've seen him tied to was like a corny freaking back and forth with Flex. Um, I don't know if that, (laughs) and it was like, they were fighting over Lee or Cohen and, and what they felt about his business practices. And it was just like, why are we even fighting about any of this still? And like, it, it was getting really childish and stupid. So now all of a sudden he's dropping this and I don't know, I feel like I'm going to wait and see, but I just don't see it being a sustainable business model without him getting some other face or name tied to it, but that's just me. Like I'm not paying for this. I'll do this. <laughs> yeah, me personally, I'm not gonna pay for it. unless there's something that comes out of this that people are just raving about. I'm I, I'm done with subscription services. I got too goddamn many, so I'm right? not subscribing to anything else. Um, right. <laughs> Lo, what do you think about? Um, I'm not gonna. I'm not subscribing. I'm not interested. Um, I think he's late. There are so many of them out there, so I'm I'm not interested. And I don't even pay for Netflix. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I use my mom's subscription. So <laughs> shout out to that There's password. No way. Right. Let me get the password. <laughs> so, no, I'm not. So if, if Dame Dash and when the, the programming to this is announced, let's say 
Steven Spielberg, Jordan Peele, or something are all creating movies for this platform. You still not going to subscribe? Mm, that's a different look. Right. Yeah, that's, that's, that's a different, different look. I might yeah. get a password still, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's different. Like, but this almost feels like it's low-key trying to compete with title. I mean, it may not be like streaming music yet, but it's like, I don't know. I just, I'm... I'm trying to see the angle here, <laughs> but yeah. You know it. Right? <laughs> what do you think, baby? You know what? I And you're talking to a person that I, I, I listen to every interview because as crazy as he is, he from time to time, he'll drop some gym. Uh, he just does it in a dis- disrespectful way. And I'm a fan of that. <laughs> it's crazy, <laughs> but I, I'm a fan of that. I like the way his cadence, the way he talks, the way he presents himself. Uh, but I need a sample. I need a sample. I need to. I need to actually see. You know, give me a couple of clips on YouTube or something like that. Uh, I'm, yeah, I'm not going. I'm subscribed to too many things as well. I definitely still a password because I yeah. want to check out and see what he got. I mean, he's a, he is a bright guy. I just don't know what type of content he's giving us now. He had he put an ad out on his Instagram and it just it didn't look interesting at all. Like and Kanye was all over the ad. I'm like, where did Kanye? Like, what is he I, about? Yeah, oh, I just, no. I just <laughs> see, I just seen a video with yeah with Kanye. Yeah, I, that's not you're not starting off good with that. Yeah, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, it's yeah. like he, Dame can be the only problematic one associated with this. We can't have someone else. Like, <laughs> I don't know. We'll be on the lookout, man. Let us know how you feel about our listeners. Uh, so, but we're gonna go ahead and move on from this one. We're gonna go into the next one. This one was in, just inter- interesting one that I spun off into a different conversation. So, a notebook was found uh, of Little Wayne's with lyrics uh, from from Hot Boys Records, and it, and it sold for $250,000. So my question to you guys are, you can also say how you feel about this uh, notebook being found, but what rapper's notebook would you spend two hundred and fifty dollars on? Me personally, anything less than Big or Royce the 5'9", I'm not dropping nothing. Not that I'll listen to the music. I'm good. I don't need the notebook. But, Baylor, what do you think about this? Um, per- Personally... I would like to uh, give me Jada Kiss. I need that. I need Jada Kiss. Uh, but if I wanted to frame something and nobody could see it and it are for a resale value, give me Big L. Yes, Ooh, that's, that's a, a nice good one. one. I yeah. wouldn't even. I wouldn't even look at. It. I wouldn't even open it. I'll frame it and then have cats knocking on my door. All right, Mary. I co-signed the Big L one. That's a good one. Um, Pac. I mean. Um, Damn, like this is a hard one. There are there are some people. I mean, I don't know. I'm playing with Monopoly money right now with the two hundred. <laughs> but um, definitely not Little Wayne. How about that? Like, what? Hey. Who is paying for this? You misspelled words, especially right? from the Hot Boys days. Like that was even before he even got a little bit of lyrical ability. Like, and then uh, it left him. Yeah, <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know. I don't even know what he was writing about. Right. Bling bling. <laughs> yeah. It's a it's a tough one. Okay. How rich am I to be spending that much money? Two hundred and fifty K. Um, I wouldn't want a rapper's notebook. I would want Frank Ocean's notebook though. Mm. Yeah, I would pay that. Okay. I didn't even think about thinking outside the world of rap because I mean Stevie Wonder def- definitely doesn't have notebooks. I don't understand how he All right, like, don't do that. We're not no. doing that. We're not doing that. No, I mean Stevie, Stevie Wonder's <laughs> do that. I mean, hey. he's my favorite artist of all time, but I still to this day would like to know how he composes music because he doesn't have the ability to write it down. Like 
But that, that's a side side note. But uh, <laughs> I'm glad. Hey, I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm glad we're not sitting next to each other. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Mary, you think anyone yet, or are you ready to move on? You know what? Okay. So, again, this is very Staten Island of me, and I'm trying not to be, but if I have to be honest, I would want the RZA's notebook from, like, the pre-Wu-Tang days. Um, and really, it's because... I, so, The Tao of Wu, he wrote that book. I don't know if you guys ever read it, but it's a dope book. And it was, like, filled with gems, and it was kind of the equivalent of, you know, a, a rhyme book, if you will. And... I don't know. I just feel like from the way he described that era of his life and the way he really like masterminded the Wu and kind of saw it all in his mind before it actually, you know, even came to fruition, like physically. Um, I don't know. I'm sure that book would have some some gems on life in it. So I would say the RZA. Okay. Fair enough. Fair Early enough. 90s RZA. <laughs> for our last news topic for today, little Uzi Vert signed, signed a deal with Rock Nation um, for management. Do you see this doing anything to change lo- the trajectory of Luzi- Little Uzi Vert's career? Um, you know what? J- Rock Nation, as as powerful as it is, um, the management company, I think, may be even more powerful as far as having more success than the record label itself. I think that it's going to do something for him as far as exposing him maybe to a new audience. Uh, but he still has to deliver the music. And as Everyone may know I have a weak spot for little Uzi Vert. Um, that may just be me. But Lo, what do you think? Um, I'm not a little Uzi Vert fan. I don't know any of his music, but <laughs> <laughs> I think he's really um, it, it's it's just gonna expose. I think he's no, not like cute. Like I think he's oh, cute, like cute, little like brother kind of cute. Got yeah, it. he's adorable. Like his yeah. little shoulder dance is so cute. Yeah, but um, this is just gonna open him up to an audience like me because I wasn't paying attention to him at first. Obviously, he has some type of talent to be going and getting signed to Rock Nation. So. Maybe I'll pay attention more. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Mary. Um, I think he's talented, to be honest with you. He's probably one of the few lulls that I actually like and can actually tolerate. <laughs> so um, I think Rock Nation does have a way of, I don't know, waving a magic wand and, and making people stars and making their problems disappear, too. Um, so I actually think this will be good for him. I'm curious to see what, how his music changes, but yeah. Hey, it may open him up to like a new set of producers. I, 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 I mean, Rock Nation works magic, so I'm sure he's going to put him in the best, best position uh, to work with people who's going to bring, maybe bring out a little more talent out of him. Uh, but Baylor, what do you think, man? Yeah, I don't care. Uh, <laughs> uh, you could clean the money up, but the work's dirty. Uh, so I, you know what? I don't know any little Uzi Vert song. Uh, I, I, I Come don't on, care. you guys gotta know the one song that kind of went everywhere. What's that? You don't want me to sing it. <laughs> oh, no, I think you do want you to sing it. No. <laughs> but but it's, there, it's, I mean, we we could Google it. I mean, there like he had one that really. It got it's, it's still a, it's still a good look. It's still a good look. Um, but he still like hey, say you got he still has to deliver the product, and I think it might it, he might end up getting you know certain production things like that. But uh, nah, not really. <laughs> I was the last time I was excited for someone going going over there under Jay's wing was a uh, little Wayne when I thought he was gonna go to gonna sign the Dev Jam. I was excited. Uh, after that, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it's not going to force me to listen to him. Fair enough. Damn, Lil Wayne to Def Jam. You took that back. That's like 15 years, bro. I, I wanted that free agency to happen. 
<laughs> All right, man. Uh, we're going to go ahead and get into our first break. When we come back, we're going to get into the discussion topic. Uh, I'm really looking forward to this one. So we'll see you guys right after this. What up, everybody? This is Scoop Grady. This is your boy, AB. Make sure y'all check out the Inside Scoop, the second of every Wednesday. Make sure y'all check us out. Yeah, man, we dropping this shit every other Wednesday, man, at 11 motherfucking o'clock. Please kill, kill, double fucking kill. All right, so we're back after that break, and uh, this one is just a little bit more reflective on the music industry as a whole rather than specific artists. So this question that I, that I put together is how social media and streaming services have changed the music industry over the last 10 years, and has the industry being less reliant on labels uh, contributed to the quality of music going down? And the second part of the question, I thought of it as this. Um, back in the 90s, we heard so much about labels holding albums from coming out um and now without that that structure being in place artists are just able to almost release whatever the hell they want so i want, want you guys opinion on that has have, has those two things contributed to the quality of music being so low as what it is generally right now who wants to go first on this one? yes lord yes <laughs> yes this is the i have i mean i mean we've gotten comfortable with it now to where music and movies and things like that that's at the tip of our fingers now but the negative part of that is that these artists aren't I, some of these artists aren't taking their crap serious. Where back in the day, these artists, once they got on, once they got an opportunity to sign with a, a label, they were held accountable for the type of music that they put out. Now, structure, the the, the discipline is gone, and they're just putting out anything. And, and it's coming at a rapid pace. This is why I call it Add Water. Just Add Water. And they're putting it out and doing it for the show. Okay, okay. Agreed. And here's another thing that I think... Um, we're missing and it's part of why artists are losing a lot of their artistry so to speak labels used to actually take the time to develop artists before they would drop a project and that would get factored into like the schedule of when a project would drop and the last artist that i knew of that actually had that artist development period um is SZA. And we see what that did for her. Um, I mean, I felt like her project was great. Like, I can still bump it to this day, mm -hmm. um, the Control uh, album. And, you know, if you saw, if you knew of her back in, like, the social media days before she kind of went through the artist development kind of boot camp at her label, um, you would see a big difference. So I think that's another big you know, change that kind of has happened. And I don't really know why. I mean, I don't know if it's because we're now in this, like, like you said, like rinse and repeat type of uh, cycle with music. And it's kind of now becoming more of like qual quantity instead of quality. Everyone's just dropping things and it's like, well, whatever sticks, it, you know, is what we'll actually invest in next. I kind of think that's sort of the approach the labels are taking. So, I mean, I don't know. We could look at it as good and bad. I mean, I personally feel like it's a negative because I'm all about quality, right? Like, mm -hmm. I'm, you know, and I'm one of those people. And I feel like the, the group of us here are somewhat the same in that we, we are, like, not very quick to give second chances. It's yes, like, <laughs> I feel like we all kind of, I mean, we don't all have the same taste, but like we, what we like, we like, and what we don't, if we're turned off right away, it's kind of like, yeah, that's our impression now. So I feel like a lot of artists are being done a disservice by the labels sort of being lazy in that regard. But I guess for the labels, it's a lot cheaper to manage and distribute talent because you don't have to invest as much. 
Um, so I kind of think that's the mentality behind it. And I feel like it's definitely made the quality of the music that gets put out shit <laughs> for the most part, mm-hmm. unless there's like a really extraordinary talent behind it, um, organically, which come on, how often does that really happen? And I also feel like it just has made music in general, like as an industry, as a consumer, less exciting. So that's definitely less exciting. Like I'll even find that some of my favorite artists will drop something and I didn't even know, like drop a song or yeah. something on yeah. SoundCloud. And I'm like, what the hell? When did that shit come out? Um, yeah. But it, it's really sad because I remember how exciting it used to be like to get the CDs and even the cassettes. Like I can take it back to cassettes. Like mm-hmm. it was just, it was so much fun. So, but I don't, I get overwhelmed with it. And like I said with the last show, I have to sit in something. I have to live with something. And I am really picky about who I give my time to as far as music. So it doesn't affect me as much, but I can definitely how it affects hip hop as a a whole or the industry as a whole. Um, But I'm in my own little bubble. So (laughs) it doesn't bother me at all. But, well, but like you, but like you said, the floodgates are open. So mm-hmm. you said there's no artist development. No, because all the artists now are sitting at a laptop with, uh, you know, just sitting at a laptop making music, and then they're releasing it on SoundCloud. And then, uh, as far as developing artists, it's hard to find an artist out to develop because now they just got it's not developing artists. They got to go find a way. Whatever they think the mass is, whatever they think is cool. That's what they got to go look to. Yeah. And then those, those type of artists uh, develop. They just want to put out whatever they... Yeah. And actually, an example of what you just described, Lo, say, when you said that one of your favorite artists, you know, sometimes they drop projects and you don't know. Um, mm-hmm. There's a new artist that I'm actually, like, into. Her name's Melly. I don't know if you guys are up on her. Mm-hmm. Um, and basically, uh, she dropped a project today. And how I found out about it... <laughs> was because um, someone that I followed on Instagram had posted, you know, like she was listening to like one of the tracks on Spotify and screenshot it in her stories. And then I was like, oh, okay, that's what happened. So, you know, like you said, like there's no anticipation anymore for a project. And like there's, that's another thing. Again, I feel like this all became really convenient for the labels, not to throw Mm -hmm. shade or, you know, I mean, I don't even think they structured it this way, but it just turned out this way for them because you don't even have to market (laughs) you don't even need a marketing budget it's like people just discover things um and it's like if they have a and again it's kind of like survival of the fit right Mm -hmm. like like this is how people know what the wave is to your point baylor where it's like um so what i'm assuming is right so this project just dropped obviously her tribe is finding it and the numbers don't lie so if her tribe is big enough it'll make a wave that will be recognizable to the powers that be at the label and then they'll know okay let's keep going with this one and if she doesn't have a tribe or people aren't exactly like streaming then it's like all right this was a dub moving on let's find the next wave so it's like not even giving them a chance yeah right exactly Exactly. but then you have like the the fans that are like ask artists where's the music where's the music because they're so impatient so i guess it i think it really hurt the industry with with streaming because like like i said everyone's so impatient like they'll ask i don't know because there's no because there's no structure we yeah we we don't yeah, we dug into that. So now it's like, uh, along with Netflix, it's like, well, when, when's the next original coming out? Like, we yeah, need that mm-hmm. now. We need that exactly. now. Exactly. And then, and then you, when you get the binge on it, that makes it even worse. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. now you're watching three, four, five 
episodes. I took I took a client to the Goodwill and because he likes to look at DVDs and things like that. And I found a whole box, uh, a whole complete set of the OC. Shout out to the shows. <laughs> and and I and I picked it up. I'm like, wow, this is really the whole set. And it was like six dollars. And I'm like. I I might spend this six dollars just because I'm going out there and purchase these DVDs and these CDs. Yeah, but the 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 quality of it it had to be like you couldn't put out no BS because if we did buy a CD back in the day and we didn't like it, stuck with. artists knew that and the label, mm-hmm. so they had to take time. That's why we had to wait for when we did get uh, two DMX projects in one year. That's Hall of Fame status right there. That's mind blowing. Mm-hmm. Other than that, we had to wait until December. You know, November, December, and January for the heavy hitters to drop. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But they took their time. And then another thing that's really missing now, too, is that, I mean, as much as social media is a shared experience, I think the music end of it isn't always, right? It's like, when you went and bought a CD, like, I don't know, who didn't have one of those cases in their house where they actually displayed their CD collection? Like, you don't have that now. So there's no, like, tangible sort of display of your musical taste. Um, You can kind of keep that to yourself now in your phone hidden away. No one has to know that you really like the Cranberries in addition to DMX. Or maybe that was just me in the 90s. I don't know. But when you had that that CD book and they was like, yo, you got that Marshall Mathers LP and you had to actually flip through it. Mm -hmm. And if you had it in alphabetical, alphabetical order, you was a psychopath. But that was dope. <laughs> We're just revealing all our little weird uh, secrets now. But, <laughs> but exactly. I mean, you kind of had pride in it, though. And it's like you invested in that. You went and spent whatever for that album. Like, I don't know. That's all kind of gone now. There's no investment. So as a consumer, you're not invested. As a the label, you're not invested. Mm-hmm. So the only person that really invests is the artist, I guess, somewhat. And... <laughs> They got to pray that, you know, they win the popularity contest that allows them to stay in the game. It's kind of crazy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's crazy. And, and I had a conversation over the weekend, too, and it was um, kind of talking about the same subject. And someone had mentioned, well, the label structure shouldn't determine whether music good is not good or not. Um, the artist should have enough pride in their artistry. And I made the point to where there are rappers and we kind of talked about this with juice world that can actually rap but they don't put the effort in because the fan base doesn't care like why why put a bunch of effort into something if 90 percent of the fan base isn't going to listen to the to the lyrics that you that you layered there they're not going to understand the metaphors they want to hear a beat they want to hear you ab lib and they want to hear a dope chorus nine times out of ten but should we still be holding those artists more accountable for the music they're making? Because, yeah, the, the label structure contributes to that. But at the same time, at the end of the day, it has to be the artist wanting to make quality music. And most of them don't. That's why I like celebrate the J. Coles, the Royce, the Five Nines, um, the Nick Grants, the ones who actually do still put effort into their music. They may not get, you know, J. Cole, he gets platinum status, but they may not get the sales, but at least they're still caring about the, the quality of music that they're making. Completely agree. Agreed. Yeah. I mean, one example that kind of comes to mind, or the minute you kind of describe that, was I don't know if you guys saw the movie Bohemian Rhapsody, and we're getting mm-hmm. like, Love it's a, obviously outside of hip hop, but 
I mean, when they made the song Bohemian Rhapsody, it was like completely, really Freddie Mercury's vision. The label wasn't even really 100% behind it, <laughs> but mm-hmm. he was like, "I we have to have this and we have to have this live orchestra and it has to be this way. And it was like, you know, so much artistry behind it and it took vision and it was like, the world is going to feel this because I'm feeling this so much. And I feel like, yeah, that's not happening anymore <laughs> at all. No, it's like, no. I just got to put out what's going to fit in with the weight. So, yeah. 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 Well, all right. Well, uh, anything left on this one before we get into our last break and come back with what's going to break the timeline. <laughs> all right. So we're going to go ahead and get into this uh, last break of the evening and we're going to come right back. Hey guys, it's your girl Beck Easy. Hi everybody, it's your girl Joanne. Hey guys, it's Trell and this is The The Team. And we want to welcome you into our group chat where we talk any and everything from ABCs of sex to finding your passion. Catch us every other Tuesday on Spreaker, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and YouTube. Because we lit. Take that, take that. (laughs) All right, this podcast so far has been very friendly we've all had some great discussions i don't know how heated this is going to be but i'm calling this hip-hop madness our take on hit on march madness we're going to do uh we got a bracket of 16 rap groups we're going to go ahead and break down and vote on this till we get to the best the greatest rap group of all time so as right now the first round we're just doing the first round so we have wu-tang clan versus the hot boys salt and pepper against the roots Outcast against Slaughterhouse, Fuji's and the Beastie Boys. This is probably the toughest one in this first round. UGK and the Locks, Bone Thugs and Harmony versus a tribe called Quest. NWA versus Eric B and Rakim and Run DMC versus Day Lost Souls. So we're gonna go to the first round, the first matchup of this bracket. I don't know if this is a good thing or bad thing, but uh, I'm coming to Mary first on this one. Wu Tang. Wu-Tang Clan ain't nothing to fuck with. Wu-Tang Clan ain't nothing to fuck with. Wu-Tang Clan ain't nothing to fuck with. Versus the Hot Boys. Fuck. What a project, bitch. Give me a hood rat chick. One that don't give a fuck. Who you got? Is there even a question? Come on. <laughs> the woo is going in there. All right. Do you want to uh, give any reasons why? Or, well, we all know. So First of mind. all, <laughs> even if I was not from Staten Island and didn't walk my dogs and represent woo, um, Hot Boys is trash. Like, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's about to go down. It's going down. Right. <laughs> I said what I said. <laughs> well, shit. All right, all right. Uh, Lo, I'm gonna save you last on this one, Baylor. Who who you got in this one? <laughs> Don't do that to me. You just go straight. To... Um, you know what? This went this went seven games. I don't care what you say. This went seven <laughs> games. And the reason why Wu Tang advanced because Method Man is better than everybody by himself. Exactly. You know what I'm true, saying? So true. yeah, this is a legendary group that won't make it to the finals. But this is a legendary Mm-mm. and Hot Boy. The Hot Boys run wasn't that long. They did have a you know that they did have a moment but wu-tang literally created some of this hip-hop history all right low who you got 
Um, I'm going with the high boys because <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. Shake this shit up. Because I like that's just literally like my me and middle school high boys. That's all we. That was it. Like Project Chick, like all of that stuff. That's all we. I um grew up in a really strict Christian home, and we weren't allowed to listen to Wu Tang Clan. So the high boys was like when I was headed to high school, so I could listen to that on my own. I'm not really that the clan, which is please don't hate me, Mary. I'm sorry. <laughs> now we're not friends. No, but you're gonna have to get up on that, girl. Yeah, we'll um, have to have sessions outside of the the show. <laughs> that's fine. That's fine. But I'm definitely with the hot boys. <laughs> um, the Wu Tang is winning this one. Uh, I'm voting on the Wu Tang, so they won three one. But I mean, what 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 needs to be said about them? Like uh, tr- calling them trendsetters, calling them flag bearers of a generation. Listen, Wu Tang is the dopest collection of MCs that were able to come together and create something magical. Um, in my opinion, so I'm definitely putting the Wu Tang over the Hot Boys. Now I will say this: Wu Tang, great. Um, I think that for better or worse, their music is kind of generational. I think that Hot Boys are more so what you can put on for any generation and they'll listen to the Hot Boys. They'll understand the music. Wu-Tang, I don't know if millennials get Wu-Tang. And that, that says more about them than it does the music. But Wu-Tang is still getting my vote every day, all day. So Wu-Tang won this round 3-1. Uh, we're going to move on to the next one. Salt and Pepper. Versus the roots. generation fast-paced nation world population confront they frustration the principles of true hip-hop have been forsaken it's all contractual and about money making pretend to be cats don't seem to know they limitation exact replication and false representation so I- i'll start off on this one so initially I-, I looking at this i'm like oh this is easy the roots are definitely going to win this i went back and listened to salt and pepper music and it was closer than i thought it was going to be but i'm still voting on the roots for like the roots are just I mean, they almost transcend the genre. Like, they just make great music that people love. So, the roots are definitely going over here for me. Uh, who wants to go next on this one? I mean, I feel like a traitor to women's empowerment and shit, oh, but I'm, I'm going with the roots too. All right, cool. Black Thought, man. Like, exactly. And that Things Fall Apart album was. Oh, Things everything. Fall Apart. Yeah. yeah. Yes. So, I'll even oh, take my. the roots on the Tonight Show. <laughs> Baylor, who you got? So if I had a crush on Salt and Pepper, does that count? I would say yes. I guess it don't. So uh, (laughs) the Roots have arguably um, a top five C of all time. Salt and Pepper, it's the Roots. You know what? It's not fair that they went up against the Roots this early, and it's not fair that one female can hear. Yeah. What's up with that? And that's the only reason why I wanted to advance them. Because we had to have one Cinderella. Cinderella. Um, but <laughs> See what you did there. <laughs> we, I got to go with the Roots because they're it, that's just a more powerful group. That's not fair. God dog it. But I like I like the way it was seated because it's going to start something. So yeah, but it's got to be ooh, that's gonna cold. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Hello, who you got? The root. All right. Sweet. Love the root. Sweet. For sure. But um, I mean, so we've mentioned that there's only one, and 
what other just so we can have the conversation what other female rap group not r&b rap group do you guys think should group you got uh you got uh that makes it hard yeah yeah i mean other female groups really exactly you got what you call it my wife is uh he's uh jj uh what was they called back in the day? Uh JJ Fab. JJ Fab, yeah. And then you had um I cannot <laughs> think of that right now. Think yeah. Exactly. Like that, and that's the key thing. Like if we were just doing an MC list, there would be way more female MCs to make the list. But when we're talking about just groups, yeah. Like, I mean, who you taking off here to put on the group you mentioned? Oh, yeah, I'm gonna really get upset when we get well, I we'll you I can think of a few, but oh, Okay, okay. But Let's I can't think the... of a group to replace. So Exactly. And that's the thing is like, I mean, if we were doing the top 30, I could I there would definitely be a couple more to make it, but top 16, we're we're already starting off in the sweet 16. I just don't see any of these coming off there. Um, but the next round, the next uh uh match, we got Outcast Versus Slaughterhouse. My real name, my rat shit. No made up nigga, I'm straight up nigga. Still in the projects where I came up nigga. On the scaffold doing 10 sets of 10, getting my weight up nigga. I'm no shooter, but my shooters that have your brain exposed. But I'll shoot five in a second, homie. And this is an easy one. This is an easy one. And my, 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 I know some people on the timeline who are going to get pissed off at me for this, but this one is so easy. It's ridiculous. I, I love Slaughterhouse. I think that their group, their movement was dope, in my opinion. I'm a huge fan of Slaughterhouse. I've seen them live twice, but there's no effing way in hell I'm ever putting them over Outcast. Outcast has mm-hmm. a lot of people felt like Outcast should have been a number one seed. Yeah, I, listen, I'm I'm a Wu Tang all day, and that's just not because Mary's on this podcast. If you go back and listen to our very, I think the very first episode of this podcast before any of you guys were on Wu Tang, my favorite group of all time. So I, I did I tell you that you guys did maybe not know. So my story of going to a Wu Tang concert, my sister made me do her chores and my chores for two weeks for her to buy me tickets to go to Wu Tang. Oh wow. That's <laughs> how real it was. Yeah, that's how real it was. But to get back into this match, Outcast, Slaughterhouse, I'm voting voting Outcast. Who you guys got? Uh Hush Defus. I'm Outcast too. <laughs> that yeah. my album was like life when I was in high school. So I'm with Outcast for sure. All right. That was probably the easiest one on this first round, honestly. Um, let's go ahead and move on to the next one. This one is a little bit harder, especially for hip hop. Fuji's. Ready or not, here I come. You can't hide. Gonna find you and take it. Slow. Versus the Beastie Boys. I, I, I got the Beastie Boy. I'm mm-hmm. City, baby. No. No? I I'm going with the Fugees, for sure. I'm with the Fugees. Yeah. Yeah, I got Fuji. Like, I'm sorry. The score was my first, the first cassette tape that I ever got. Wow. Yeah, the score. Paul Revere is probably a top three beat of all time. That's a fact. That yeah. is a fact. I don't, I don't, I don't, 
uh, argue that at all, but yeah, Fuji's but their whole man. body of work we have to look at, not just mm-hmm. yeah. Is Aren't that... they in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? This is well, this is rap brackets though. <laughs> I'm not talking about rock and roll right now. This is, you know I tried. You know, you know I tried. I tried. That was oh. my last. That was my last shot. <laughs> All right, next one. Uh, this is this has actually been a lot easier than I thought it was. I think round two is going to be hard for a lot of people. But uh, next one, UGK. To choose it, lover, never fuck without a rubber. Never in the seats like it on top of the cover. Money on the dresser, drive a compressor, top notch. Get the most, not the lesser. Trash like the fuck for forty dollars in the club. Fucking up the game, bitch. It gets no love. She be cross country, giving all that she got. A thousand a pop, I'm pulling billions off the lot. I smashed up the versus the locks. Lox. Let's go. What's up? Man? Let's get it poppin', my nigga. Locks, motherfucker. How real is that? Let's go. What's up? Man? Let's get it poppin', my nigga. When you thinkin' of the best, nigga, thinkin' of locks. Ain't none of y'all better than locks. Come on, who don't fuck around with the Ain't none of y'all better than locks. Holiday style. Damn, I'm so high. Who really the best rapper? Y'all who wants to go first in this? I'm actually gonna go last here. I'm saving myself for that. UGK. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Wild out. I'm going with the locks. Oh, okay. Yeah. Taylor? I will never disrespect Jada Kiss and now. Just the oh, locks. Exactly. Oh, no, do not. Okay. Well, and I didn't, I didn't think about this. So we got a tie because I'm definitely going UGK. What? <laughs> so so what's the tiebreaker? Um, I don't know. Uh, we're going to ask someone else. <laughs> we have to ask our audience, maybe. Yeah, we're going to have to ask the audience. There, uh, there you go. I'll, I'll, put, I'll put it on the Breaks Media Twitter. I'll let fans vote. And that's who will uh, go for UGK versus the lock. So fans, this one's in your hands. Wait, so are we all putting it out? Yeah, yeah. let's all tweet okay. it. Then, then we'll we aver- do the averages of all of them. Okay. All right. Just cool. Go ahead. Nothing. Just... All right. UGK. Man, come on now. Man, UGK. Right. I, I knew. Oh I knew God. our oh friendship God. was going to end somewhere, and that's where it started. <laughs> Listen. How can we not go with UGK on this. Sweet but... James Jones alone. I'm putting him over the locks personally. Uh, so I. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's just me. But let's get into the next one. We'll let the f- fans vote on this one. Bone Thugs and Harmony. It's the thuggish, ruggish ball. 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 Versus a tribe called Quest. Why you know would who, you do you know, that? You know who we got to start with, right? We're going straight to Akron. No. Okay, low. Akron different. Totally different. Um, I'm going with the tribe. I have to go with the tribe. Okay. Like they're one of my, they're definitely in my top three. Yeah. I'll, I'll go ahead and bear the lead. I'm definitely going tribe over Bone Thugs and Harmony. Um, for, yeah. for one, I think tribe's music is more timeless. Tribes put out a classic album in what the last five years. Yeah. Bone Thugs and Harmony have not released new music as a unit as what been a decade. I'm I'm going Tribe Called Quest here. And Busy Bone cussed my best friend out at the mall. <laughs> we were teenagers, so mm. no, 
I'm going okay. with a try. Yeah. That, changes, that changes everything. <laughs> I can't. Yeah, I know. We're going with the tribe. The tribe, y'all. All right. Baylor? I mean, the first of the month, though. We're talking about the first of the... I'm going with tribe. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we got the tribe called Quest winning that one. Uh, who they faced? That's up to the fans. We're still trying to determine that. Uh, so this next one, NWA... Against Eric B and Rock Him. I ain't no joke. I used to let the mic smoke. Now I slam it when I'm gonna make sure. So this one's hard. I feel like it is, but I'm going NWA. It's not for you because you're freaking. (laughs) But. Yeah, NWA yeah. wins. Yeah, but NWA kind of close. I'm voting NWA as well. I mean, classics. Like, I, I'll, I'll wait till the next one until I get into the details and explain more why I'm picking people over the other. But come on now, it's NWA, man. NWA got. It. Yeah, I'm going with NWA for sure. Only because we, I don't know any Eric B and Rockin' songs. <laughs> I think we know who's winning this one. Then, uh, well, NWA already won it, but Baylor is definitely voting NWA, aren't you? In the hood, always hard. <laughs> That's my favorite beat of all time, by the way. So, uh, yeah, NWA. The last one of this week, Run DMC versus De La Soul. Oh, now this, you want to talk about a tough one. one. I know, this is a tough one. Who wants to take this one first? I got to go Run DMC just off of the Adidas alone. And see, that's the only thing I would give Run DMC in terms of like an epic, I don't know, but like that's the only, to me, the epic body of work that's in their repertoire. Like yeah. the music is is hard to, it's hard. I gotta go, they went in off of style for truth. And, and this is one of the times where, because we're voting, like, I mean, if we're looking at the culture overall, DMC moved the culture more than De La Soul did, but I think De La Soul's music, for me personally, is better than Run DMC's catalog mm-hmm. of we're comparing against each other. Um, yeah. So, it's one of those things to where this is what makes this this bracket difficult is because are you voting off how they move the culture and music? Are we voting on solely the music catalog? Me personally, I try to weigh it equally, but the music is always going to outweigh almost anything else to me. Mm-hmm. De La Soul is getting my vote here. Yeah, same. I mean, De La Soul mm-hmm. delivered vibes. Yeah, I'm going with De La Soul. Oh, that hurt them. me. <laughs> I actually saw them in July. We kind of wandered into their uh into where they were chilling at backstage. So I have pictures of with them on Instagram. Oh, okay. <laughs> look at you. Oh, I'm hurt. I'm disappointed in y'all. Let me look at y'all. So that sets up round two. Oh. Round two is uh is gonna be Wu Tang versus the Roots, Outcast versus the Fujis, uh UGK the locks, depending on the on the fan vote. They're gonna come up against a tribe called Quest and NWA versus De La Soul. That's going to be an interesting second round. I'm ready. <laughs> I'm about All to right. call Rav Run right now. And just <laughs> He's going to lecture us to death. <laughs> <laughs> well, that is it for another episode of The Breaks Radio. Any parting words, thoughts, anything before we leave anyone? Yes. Wu-Tang okay. is for the children. <laughs> that is a fact. <laughs> the Fuji League singer, she's not even going to show up. So I don't even know why. <laughs> She'll show up just like five hours later. Yeah. <laughs> we are on TV time too, so please. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right, people, go ahead and tell the, tell the listeners where they can uh, go ahead and find you. Lo, you go first. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram at my underscore Nick underscore low. It's pretty simple. Baylor? At Baylor the Great, uh, basically on everything, and at please vote for the lot. <laughs> and Miss Mary? Um, well, and it's Miss Mary Almonte on all social platforms, I think, unless they invented <laughs> some new ones. <laughs> you can follow me at CEO Hayes at CEO H A I Z E. You can follow the podcast at The Breaks Radio. We will be putting up our poll on that one, my and our our individual pages as well, so you guys can vote on it before next episode. Look forward to see who you guys pick over UGK and the locks. UGK. I'm just saying UGK all day long. Um, so this, <laughs> is, this has been the Breaks Radio. Uh, another week. We are out. We'll see you, lovely and beautiful people, next week. I can't believe uh, y'all. <laughs> Then I see you walk away, see you walk away from Then I see you walk away, see you walk away from Then I see you walk away, see you walk away from me. So, like, at one point, I was, like, traveling to all of, like, our stations, and the commutes in the Midwest seemed, like, pretty sweet. Like, I was like, this, yeah. I can get used to this. I don't know if I get used to living in the Midwest, but I get used <laughs> to, like, not dealing with traffic and bullshit. Yeah, it's pretty it. easy. It's just long, like, so, like, since driving to Cincinnati, because I went to school in Cincinnati, was so hard. I hated that drive. It's, like, four hours. Oh my god! A far, flat farmland, like it's yeah, horrible. it sucks. Like <laughs> I hate being here. Like I'm like, what the fuck do y'all be doing out? They so here? damn like, country. Exactly. So country. Really? <laughs> yeah. Man, interesting. I did they find a, so our, uh, a good Mexican restaurant that I ate at tonight, but I'm like, I can't wait to get the fuck out of Cincinnati. Like I'm. You got to go Papa Do's. Oh, wait, that's in Columbus. No, that's in Cincinnati. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I'm probably going to go there tomorrow night. Yeah. So there's a difference between Cincinnati and Cleveland. Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. and Columbus. They're all unique. Cincinnati okay. is like borderline. new every day. I know, yeah. right? Like, I, I kind of... I you can know. literally walk to Kentucky from Cincinnati. They're just country yeah. as hell. They're just Kentucky. Stop. <laughs> yeah, I got I got some I know some Kentucky folks that said that like it's like an airport that's not too far from each other or something like that. There's are a they, bridge are, are that they? connects uh Ohio to Kentucky and we actually used to walk across it every Sunday to get liquor. Wow, <laughs> that was okay. cool. Cuz they funny. sold liquor on Sundays in, in that state. 
Right, because they told me if I fly in to fly in into Cincinnati and drive into Kentucky or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Mm-hmm. We maybe one day we need to road trip. We need to like come to everybody's city. Yeah, we need. We're gonna eventually. We should do a live show, which I don't know what city we'll do it in. Probably New York. I mean, that's no fun for me, but... Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we can go out to Baylor and have a live show in... you in L.A., right, Baylor? Yeah. Yeah. That would be expensive to shit, though. Yeah, <laughs> right. that would be expensive. That I think that's the farthest for everyone. Yeah. yeah. I feel like... Now, and we're, now we're having a whole other show, and a show before the show, but I feel like L.A. is, like, the one city that, like, I need to revisit because, I don't know, like, I was not... I wanted to love it when I went, and then I was like, no, like, I'm not, I don't know, I felt like I didn't. I have never been, I've never been. My dad lives lives outside of L.A., he lives in Oxnard, which I think is like an hour outside of L.A. Yeah, I've been to Sacramento, but I've never, I actually, my ex-boyfriend I was with for five years is from L.A., and we never went, (laughs) I've never been to L.A. Wow, I don't know, it felt far from home. Which, I mean, wasn't so terrible, but, you know, it was definitely, like, different out of everywhere I've ever been. But I also, like, I think I was with the wrong people or something. Again, I went for work. That's, all, that's always it. Right. That, that, that's mm-hmm. always the case. And you know what? When I worked on Scare Row, I bumped into this New Yorker. A lot of New Yorkers have a hard time transitioning because we walk slow out here. Mm. <laughs> we drive fast, but walk slow. Yeah, and he hey yo, he let me have it. Like he was like, like you fucking guys walk like y'all ain't got nowhere to go. I was like, where, where, where you going? Yeah, where you going? That's annoying. But also, I mean, I went there for work, obviously, and but I mean, I worked essentially at Power One Hundred and Six, which is like you know the hip hop station there, and. Every night we would try to go out and I was like, I'm sure everyone hated me because I was the party pooper. Like I was literally, I would be standing on the lines and number one, I don't do lines. And number two, I would look around the line and be like, I'm standing on a line to get in to go party with these people who are on this line. Like, nah, I'm just going back to the hotel. So so yeah, that was my LA experience. But anyway. I mean, I mean, I I guess it depends on what you're looking for. Some people... Go to the Hollywood area. Um, you know, everything is is cut up. It's different. So yeah, you know, the valley is different from Hollywood. Hollywood is different from the Inland Empire and South Central. Different from Compton. Compton different from Inglewood. Well, next time I need you to be the tour guide because there you go. Yeah. Oh, we're going straight to Scare Row. We gotta <laughs> humble ourselves. I'm with it. <laughs> well, if anyone ever goes to Italy in my hometown, I'll definitely be the tour guide. Let's do it. Culture. <laughs> no one's coming to Akron. No, I'm just letting you know. No, it's not happening. I'll come it's pick okay. you up. If you need me to, I'll come pick you up. We're not staying there. I heard the houses is cheap out there. We're looking to buy to invest in some property. Yeah. I just bought my first house. Yay. Yeah. So, I like that. In October. <laughs> so were you like raised in Akron? Like, did you grow yeah, up? Yeah, okay. born and raised. And oh. you're like a LeBron fan. <laughs> I am not a sports fan, so I don't okay. care. I don't know him. I went to school with his wife, but we weren't like friends or anything. Wow. So no, I'm not really a fan. I don't care. 
Just don't. <laughs> like, like, we'll see him. He'll come to a club and everybody will just be like, oh, there's a bride. Okay. <laughs> we just <Nice>. don't care. <laughs> okay. I get it. Yeah. Everyone look over the bracket. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This is going yeah. to be real. <laughs> We're just yeah. doing round one, so. so. Let me get that up because, oh, you know what? It's on my phone, so I'll do it again. I shared the bracket with, uh, with the Slack room that I that I'm in with the No Nonsense show, and we got a lot of Outcasts and UGK. Yeah. Yeah. So what I've heard, oh I've gotten God. a lot of feedback too because I tweeted it out. It's been Outcast, UGK, Wu Tang, and then like somebody picked Slaughterhouse. So I'm like, listen, I love Slaughterhouse, but there's no way they're the best rapper. We're, we're not doing no Cinderellas. We're not yeah, doing this. Yeah, no, nah, <laughs> that's not happening. Um, <laughs> but yeah, just let me know when y'all ready. We can start. I'm ready. All right. Let's say. All righty.